This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Welcome to the My Business Podcast. I'm here today with Jason Rezzo from Plaza Trade Solutions. Jace, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Now, it's great to have you here, mate. So, look, you're, uh, you're into the coaching business in, in terms of tradesmen and being able to help them grow their business and solve their problems. But you've got a great story. It's been a, it's been a long journey to get to where you are with plenty of ups and downs. Mate, where did it all start? Okay, so it all started, grandfather come to Croatia, oh, from Croatia on a boat. Um, he had my dad in Croatia, but he wasn't born till he got to Australia. So my dad was made in Croatia, but born in Australia. Born in Oz. So he was, he come to this country, he started doing, um, digging footings for houses um, and came straight to Canberra, uh, straight from the boat, straight to Canberra. I think he would have had to travel a bit because there's no water there. Um, when he got to Canberra, he started digging footings and doing stormwater drainage pipes. Back then, he realised that uh, he was really good at doing stormwater drainage pipes and he used to get my grandma to come along to work um, and she used to concrete up the joints on the uh, stormwater links. So they used to work together. Wow. Um, so she used to cook dinner, clean the house and then sneak join to him work. On, join him on the site. Yeah, for a bit. So she actually probably worked harder than him. Um, then he kind of started getting into business and realised that he wanted to move up along the chain and he told me a few times that, you know, he had, he went and bought chicken eggs. I'll tell you, this is, this is good actually. Ah. I forgot about this, right? So he was telling me how, he was teaching me how to be a businessman when I was eight years old. He was saying he used to go every time, get paid, I don't know, I think it was shillings back then, got paid some shillings and then he had to bring food back for the family. So he went to the guy who had the chickens and bought the eggs, did the same thing for a few weeks and then he realised hey, wait a minute, I should buy a chicken. So the problem is the eggs were like, let's just say they were three shillings because I don't yep. know the value, sure. right? But the, the chickens were like 30 shillings, right? So if you keep spending your money each week, you never have enough to save up to buy the chicken. It's, it's the story of the golden goose here, isn't it? <laughs> so Laying the golden eggs. He finally saved up the 30, 30 shillings and the guy wouldn't sell him the chicken, right? So he got pissed off. <laughs> um, but the moral of the story was he just saved up, got the chicken, blah, blah, blah. Eventually did get a chicken from somewhere else or he took it or bashed him or something. But Who there's knows? a business brain right there. So that's that's how he, he started off. After a small amount of time, he built a crew. He had one of the biggest drainage crews in Canberra, did nearly probably 50% of all the houses back when Canberra first started in the 60s uh, and 70s. Um, he brought my dad to work as soon as my dad uh, finished year 10 at school. Um, and dad was working with my grandfather and then he was just part of the family business like that. So how, how I came to the family business is out of all the brothers and sisters and grandkids, I was the oldest firstborn male. So being Croatian um being a wog the first man male comes and works with the that's with the what family. happens you just you're into the family business yeah but i didn't know that 
<laughs> they, had, they hadn't told you? <laughs> no, they didn't tell me. So when I was 15, I was at school in year 10, uh, and they handed around all these forms, and the form was choose your career. So we started filling out the forms, and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And I looked through, and I ticked uh, be a massage therapist. I thought it was an awesome idea, you know, just be a massage therapist, probably maybe give girls massages. <laughs> possibly thinking of that at the time. Um, ticked it off, got home. They gave you everything you needed. So they gave you all the forms to fill out so that you could actually go towards that career. Sure. So I bring all the forms home, filled them out, showed them to my dad, and he's like, um, yeah, that's all good. I'll post it for you and, you know, put an envelope and um, got to the end of the year. We never got a call back at all. Like the massage places. You're wondering what's going on here. Yeah, and I go to dad. I'm like, I'm about to finish year 10 schools and we haven't signed up for college. Um, by the way, it was just, I was living with my dad at that stage. So my mum was out of the picture yep. at that time. And dad's like, oh yeah, don't worry about college. You don't need college. Like I didn't go to college. Come Monday, you're on the tools. Yeah, his dad. So he's just like, um, and I'm like, but what am I going to do for work? You know, I don't, I don't have a job. And he goes, yeah, you do have a job. You're working with me and you know, your grandfather. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I got to the end of the year, bang, started work. Um, and that's when it came to reality how hard it was to actually work with these guys. Um, they didn't have any other workers. Um, and probably the main reason they didn't is because no one else would work with them. They, they were painful to work with. Um, like my dad, sorry, not my grandfather, because my grandfather was just retiring. My dad was really hard at work. Um, brings me to work. The first three months, it was just pouring rain. I was in trenches deeper than my head. And because the sun was only up from six to four, he got these little headlamps for us so we could get there before and get some extra work done. And I just remember shoveling mud out of trenches higher than my head for three months. Um, Probably in minus three degrees condition in, in Canberra. <laughs> yeah. So I remember my fingers, my hands were bleeding. Like I had calluses through there. My back was so sore. I used to sleep on three pillows. I had one under my neck, one under my back and one under my legs. And there was no break. It was seven days all day long. My dad did not give a shit. Like if you're tired or whatever. And I was always a hard worker. So I just um, kept at it and kept trying. Um, went through that period of time, then started wanting to go out on my own. So I got to a period of time where I wanted to go out on my own and my dad wasn't happy with that because he wanted to keep me in the business and my younger brother had come in by then. Uh, so I had to kind of, we had to cause an argument to leave really. Um, so I went from working with dad onto my own and then that's when I had, had your dad taught you much like he'd obviously taught you the trade side of things but he had he taught you the the business side of things no so my my grandfather was super good at business um and he understood how to create a business and cash flow with multiple people but with my dad i think he kind of just let my dad work hard and possibly my dad just doesn't listen he's very stubborn so I think he just gave up with teaching him the business side of it and just made him work. Sure. So I was, he, my dad did the same to me. He just, you know, don't worry about money, don't worry about tax, don't worry about how super works, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I didn't have any of Do that. Do your stuff. job, get paid and, and keep, keep on keeping on. Yeah, and I didn't get paid either. But if, you did, if I did get paid, that would be good. <laughs> you didn't get paid? <laughs> no. I, I got... Uh, shelter over my head 
and anything I needed. So if I needed clothes or shoes, but no, I didn't get paid for wow. about 13 years. Wow. Uh, but I had, I had food and I was alive. Um, so we'll leave that story for another day. Uh, <laughs> um, and then let's say. So you go out on your own. Yep. Okay. So I leave dad, go out on my own. Obviously dad had the shit. So he took all the tools, the car and everything and goes, you want to go on your own. You start from nothing. Like, and you had no money. Yeah. I had no money. I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a bank card. Like I, I literally had no bank card cause I had no money. Nothing. No pay slips. How no. long had you been with your dad working for at this stage? Uh, would it be about 13 to 14 years? Not being paid? No, didn't get paid. Wow. So no super, no holiday leave, sick okay. leave. Like, yeah, so that was... So you're starting from scratch. What do you do? So start from scratch. So I go, okay, what am I going to do? I obviously have to work for someone because I've got one toolbox of tools that I took, uh, some hand tools, um, and that was it. No power tools, no vehicle nothing um I, I started working with a friend and he took me on and got a vehicle for me he goes i got a vehicle already come work with me he had a small plumbing company agreed on a wage started working along and it wasn't long before maybe three or four months in i was like this is too slow i want to make money faster um so i go i'm going to need my own ute so i can do my own jobs after work and weekends um, because he didn't want me using the vehicle after hours and that was fair enough. So I called up a broker and um, said, I want a ute, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, good, send in some pay slips and you can go get a ute with no deposit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's awesome. So I went and got my own ute, no deposit. By then I probably had about 1500 bucks to my name and then I started buying some power tools um, so I could do my jobs after work. Um then I went to, I think, the one-year mark, and that's when I took the plunge and said, "Now nah, I'm ready now. I'm going to do my own business. So I opened up a proper company. Um, and that, That's a pretty quick timeline. So from – and even in leaving your dad's, um, you know, job, obviously you always had ambition. You always wanted to succeed, always wanted to do more, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of tradies do but maybe don't, don't have the nows to do. Yeah, well, I think – what my dad did make me do, he said, fill out the invoices. Um, I had to hand them manually to people because we didn't have iPads and iPhones and all that stuff. Um, so he made me fill out the dockets, give the invoicing with the bank details. So I just knew that we invoiced and then the money went to an account. So I, I go, that, that's how the money goes into the main account. So I just thought I got to do my own invoices so I can get paid direct from these people. Um, so yeah, so one year, then I just opened my own company, uh, talked to a few builders and because the builders already knew me, they knew my dad and my grandfather. As soon as they found out I was on my own, they reached out to me and said, Hey, I've got a job for you. And it started like that. Um, so the first year I worked, um, I earned about 70 grand and sorry, I was on wages and I earned 75 grand. Yep. About 75. Then the first year I went and worked on my own, I earned a little bit less. So I thought I was going to earn a lot more, but I actually earned a little bit less than when I was on wages. It doesn't happen overnight, does it? Yeah. So that <laughs> that first year I, I worked my ass off like all day and night and uh, I earned less than when I was on wages. So I did my paperwork with the accountant, then said, okay, next year now I've got to turn this up. How do I make real money? So that's when I started um, 
I suppose reaching out to some builders who were in the, in my group of friends and say, hey, I want to earn more money. Like what's, I work every day, I'm killing myself. I work seven days and I'm only earning the same as a wage. Uh, and then they were asking me about how much do the materials cost and how much of this and that. And I'm like, oh man, I've never looked at like, you know, the whole thing of all the costs included. I never allowed for anything. Um, so second year goes past um, 100,000. I hit a hundred grand and I was like, yeah, to me, a hundred grand, that was like, I was a millionaire. Yep. At that stage, I, I felt Still like, working as a one man band. Yeah. Yep. By myself, one, by myself, hit a hundred grand. I'm like, I'm rich. Like I felt rich because I had no expenses, no, nothing else. And, and everything was going well. And at that stage, I was like, I need to make money faster. Like this is going too slow. So, um, I had, even though I made a hundred grand, I actually had to spend that money to buy the tools and things I needed for work. So Reinvest I had, to, to grow. Yeah, so I actually had no money. Like I only had maybe two or three grand in my bank. And my wife was doing a hairdressing apprenticeship. Um, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. Yep. So we were living at her mum's house uh, in the bedroom. So it was, I had no cost of living, just had my business. Um, she had five grand in her, in her bank. And um, I told her, I'm like, we're going to buy a house now. And she's like, are you stupid? You only just started working. <laughs> you want to buy a house. I'm like, yeah, it's, everything's going to be amazing. Like we're already rich. We make a hundred grand. <laughs> now we're going to go get a house and get our own place. And she's like, oh, you're stupid, whatever. Like, okay, whatever. So um, at that stage, Canberra bring out these blocks, land rent. Um, and for five grand deposit, you could secure land to build a house. That came up and I went straight to Rosie. I was like, hey, you've got five grand, hey. And she's like, yeah, i got five grand. I was like, we're going to get our house now. And she's like, what are you talking about? So it's like, yeah, here, look, a block, five grand, you get to rent it. She's like, that's not a house. That's a de empty block. <laughs> and that's all our money. She's like, you're stupid. Like, what are you going to do with that? And I said, don't worry, we'll get our house. So we spent the five grand, got the block, bang, um, with the money I had, I think it was $800. I could do some draft plans. So I spent my 800 bucks on plans. Plans. Yeah. Took them. My wife, um, looked at the plans of me and she's just shaking her head at me. She's like, you spent your whole savings in your account on these plans. You've spent out my, my savings on this block. What, what are you going to, how are we going to have a house? Um, and to s a year and a half later, we're living in that house. So um, I think by visualizing and putting it on a plan, um, that was the first step for me getting, having that house built. That's what I want to break it all back to is just piecing it on a bit of paper, knowing exactly what this is going to look like. And having a vision. Yeah. And a year and a half later, we're living in that house and my wife was blown away. Um, by then I hired, I think one or two more people um, and uh, I was possibly making about 130 to 140,000 um, a year. So that was probably only after three and a half odd years in business. What a story. Because, I mean, this is your whole Plaza Trade Solutions uh, business model, isn't it? It's, it's how to grow a business, but also mindset training. Um, also looking at your health, looking at, at various dis different aspects of, of a whole human being on how to, to make a business grow and achieve, achieve your dreams. Yeah, I just think, like, I didn't, I had some skill and hard work, but I had nothing on my side. I had no money, I had no way to borrow, I had 
no tools. I had no business sense. I didn't have a coach or someone to help me. Um, and I was still getting to where I wanted to be just by using my mind and really just pushing through um, and and making that come up. So it was only, I think, one, t- one... I was in that house, not even for a year, and I'm like, I need money faster. Like, this is already... I've wasted 15 years. I've only just moved in this house. I want more. I want another house. I want more cars. I want more money. So what do we do? So I said, we need more people. We need more work, and let's go. So hired some more people, went and saw more builders, got more work, just kept pushing the boundary. Um, found out that if you sell your block after one year, your house, sorry, you don't have to pay capital gains tax. Check the rules out. Went to an auction after a year and a half, I think not even a year in my house, I went and put a deposit on a $500,000 block. Now, at that stage, a $500,000 block was um, unheard of. Like, it was so expensive that everyone was like, that is stupid. Um, and I went and paid the deposit and secured the block. And at that time, I didn't have the money to build the house. I didn't have the money to pay for the block. I didn't have the borrowing. Even the loan wasn't even approved for the block. And my wife goes, what are you doing? You're doing it again. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm doing it again. <laughs> so I'm going to get us a house again. And she's like, yeah. And then she's just like, okay, whatever. Let's just do this. <laughs> she's like, you done it last time. So <laughs> let's give it a crack. And um, I end up getting four or five or six guys and lots of cars and some bigger jobs. And two years later, I was in a million dollar plus house, fully custom designed, had a Porsche as a family car, had a race car had five or six work vehicles, had two or three machines, was um, turning over around a million, just cracking over the million-dollar mark. Um, but still not much money left. I spent it all. And this is all in the space of how long since you left your dad's Five business? years. Five years. Yeah, five years. Yep. So, and, f- and this is your this is your dream now, isn't it, that you, you know how to do this. You know what it takes and your dream now is to be able to impart that knowledge onto into other tradies to be able to do the same thing. I wanted you to continue with your story, but um, that that's your dream now with, with Plaza Trade Solutions, isn't it? To be able to teach others to do what you've been able to do and help them with their, their, their problems in their, in their business. Yeah, 100%. Because I feel like when I did that, I knew nothing. I didn't have anyone, had no resources, no help. There wasn't... Um, YouTube videos, everything available where people told you all these ways to make money. I had nothing and I wasn't smart. I was just a hard worker. Now it's, I think it's been about, let's say if I fast forward six, seven more years or six years, maybe five years more. um, What I know now is tenfold in every way what I knew then. So I feel like I can just grab this same trade as a hard worker and go to him, hey, let me help you with what I know now, and I can get that happening so much faster, so much easier than what I did. So not only did I, let's say I got to that million dollar mark um, and it wasn't enough because I had the house, I had some cars, I had stuff and I go, okay, we want, you know, we want to go for 10 million, right? Yep. That's the next, that's the next spot. And it's, it's easy. It's all happening. You just take more work and do more things. By then I still didn't even know how to lodge a bass. Like I was getting my bookkeeper to do it. I didn't even know how to lodge a bass when I earned that kind of money. So my profit would have been only probably about 250,000. 
but I I had company vehicles and race cars and Porsches and house that were all included in owning the company. Sure. So I I was living like a four hundred thousand dollar wage, yep. um, and I didn't know how to lodge a bass. I didn't know about super. I didn't even know what percent super but was. But you meant knew to be. how to run a business and how to grow a business. Yeah, well, obviously I did. Um, so then I went to that. I go bang. Let's push this to the next level. Um, so I went out and got bigger equipment, bigger jobs. Uh, my first job that was a million dollars for one job. And I'm like, sweet as this is it. So I geared up, got all the, I bought trucks. I'm like, we need trucks to move dirt, make more money. I went over spending about 50,000 a month on contractors. And I'm like, I'm going to put these contractors to my work cause I'm going to get the vehicles, the trucks, and then I'll take that 50,000 to me. So I went on getting all this equipment, set it all up, had the contracts lined up, bang, then COVID hit. Bang. COVID hit, right? At that stage, everything in the world come to a stop pretty much. And at that stage, I had, um, I don't know, a couple of trucks and machines, equipment worth nearly $3 million dollars on finance, all brand new, vehicles, everything, house repayments, and then everything just stops with this virus. Um, and then I'm like, fuck, what do I do now? Like, is this just going to be a week or two and then be gone? Yeah, it will be. Like, everything's going to be fine. So waited the two or three weeks. At that stage, I was losing about 10000 bucks a week um, because I kept investing all my money back into the business to grow it as fast as I could. I only had about 50, 60 grand. Nothing to fall back on. Yeah. So 50, 60 grand to people think that's a lot when you don't have much money. And I thought it was. But when you get into that situation with that kind of equipment, it was three weeks and half of it was gone. And then the world was still stopped. With a lot more to come. Yeah. So I actually decided to do a bailout plan at that stage because I did my figures and I was like, I've only got three or four weeks left. So I've got a choice. Do I risk it and go keep all my guys and all my stuff? Or do I just go, okay, let's bail on everything. Wait for this to end. Restart. Yeah. Start again. So that's what I did out of fear. I was like, I have to bail on it and just go for the restart. Right. Wait a week, wait a week, money, 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 bum. Then I'm like, fuck, I'm down to 10 grand. I moved the money out of the account because the direct debits were coming out so fast. I put the guys on hold, told people that I'm not going to have work for them. So I lost my workers, my resources, my jobs. Um, my bank account was just hitting the limiter because I just took the last money out so that I had money for food and stuff like that for the family. Uh, and then I just paid my house repayment because I was like, I've got to keep that paid. Otherwise, you know, we're going to lose the house. So... It wasn't long before I realized that it was like I was actually fucked because once it stopped, it only went for three months, but that three months felt like five years when, when I was in that position that I was in. It would have. Mm. And then when it got to the end of the three months, I was like, okay, I've got a few thousand dollars, no workers left, and I couldn't sell anything because no one wanted to buy then. So, so I pretty much when it working i think i kept one guy um and i just said hey man come work with me and i'll keep you paid because i'm like man i've got to build this back up and pay for this equipment i'll just sell everything off and i'll be out of it i actually grinded through for two years 
um, trying to get back. Trying and to I, rebuild. Yeah, and, and, it, and I couldn't. Um, just the next bill come, the next bill, the next call. Look, at, look, it's an achievement, I think, at that time, under those circumstances, under that pressure, um, to, have, to have not gone under, totally, to have battled even on that far. Yeah, well, uh, in my mind, uh, failure, failure wasn't an option. It was just about slowing down myself. I was like, I'm just going to slow it down, go through this tough time, and then I'm going to go back on the horse and up. But because I leveraged finance and equipment so much to build up so fast it actually had the reverse effect. When I lost all my resources, a, cl- a client came up to me and offered me a $300,000 job. Couldn't do it. I couldn't even do it because I had no resources. So I put myself in a situation where I couldn't get it out of it. And then everything I sold, it was sold at a loss. Um, I, I did pay back more than a million dollars of debt over the two years yep. by selling things off and keep working. But then it got to a point where um, I went and had a meeting with a bookkeeper uh, and the accountant and they said, um, I said, well, firstly, my wife asked me, like, how long is this going to go for? Because by that, by that point, my, I nearly lost my marriage. We, we, we lost the place. We lost our house. We lost all our things. We had no money left. Everything was gone financially, right? And it was just me and four. My fourth kid was just born. So I, I had four young kids, all under six years old. Um, and I was just telling my wife, like, you know, three more months or two more months and it'll, it'll start coming back. Cause that's what I believed at that time. Yep. Um, when it got to the point where I thought I got, I got rid of all the equipment and then I went to the bookkeeper and counter go, okay, what's my plan now? I've got rid of all the equipment. How big's my bill? Uh, cause I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to lose my company. No way. I'm. I've already got this mindset. I'm going to have a $10 million company. It's just delayed. And they just said, no, there's no hope. Um, at that stage, I was somewhere around $800,000 of uh, tax debt to the wow. ATO. Um, so when I had no resources, no equipment, no anything. Um, You're back to ground zero with an eight, $800,000 bill. Um, so so what you do? Um, I had to hand my company back and liquidate my company. Um, and that's a whole nother kettle of fish what's involved when you liquidate your company. Mm. Uh, and people say that it's easy and you can just liquidate it. But when you have your business, everyone makes you sign personal guarantees and that's where they come back and bite you as soon as you lose your company. Mm. So where, where to from there? So, so what I had to do during that time, I was so embarrassed. I had to leave Canberra because Canberra is a small place. I couldn't even look anyone in the eyes because I lost everything. I was so embarrassed and I just failed everything. I sold all my stuff, um, used the money to live, got a higher trailer, had the company car, and we just started driving as soon as, uh, we just started driving up to the Gold Coast and said, we're going to restart there. We had a place to stay, luckily, with no rent. It was a family holiday home. It was a tiny little unit, but that was somewhere to stay. So we pretty much ran away to the Gold Coast, why all this shit was happening um, and didn't know what to do. I was pretty much just um, stuck, scared, didn't know what to do. So just, yeah, kind of ran away. So your COVID has knocked you. The business has tumbled. You've done everything you can to, to pull it out of the mire. Can't get there. 
leave the city that you've grown up in, where your family is, you you landed on the Gold Coast, what do you do then? Do it all over again. Start so again. What I did is my plan. Start from zero. Started back. So this was one, it was only now a bit over a year ago, about a year. I just hit the reset button and I just go, it's me now. This is my restart from zero. I've done it before. I can do it again. So I hit the reset button, go, I'm going to work with, I need a vehicle and I can't afford a vehicle. So I'm going to work for a plumber because plumbing's what I'm good at, um, where I can make the most money up front. And by working with a plumber, I could get access to a vehicle that I could work after hours. So I went along, managed to score a really good deal with a plumber, negotiated a salary of about 140 grand. Um, because of my experience and my expertise, I actually um, said to him, I'll work first and then you see how I work yep. and then we discuss. You could so show him that you could come in at a high level. Yeah, yep. so I went and did a job for him. It was pretty much a test. And then I go, okay, look what I can achieve put me on, but this is how much money you need to employ me. And I want a car, I want a phone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, at that, he, he took it. He wanted to grow his business and someone like me available. I told him my backstory. He brought me on board, um, just grinded day and night. So um, started off at my 140. So I'm thinking, bang, click my fingers, I'm at 140. So I'm already ahead. Okay, so you've got that job. You've got 140K coming in. You've proved to your new boss you can do what you can do. And you've got now a few resources to start doing a stuff, some stuff out, outside of hours. Yes. You're starting to rebuild. So I'm thinking, click the fingers. My baseline is 140, okay? 140 is enough to look after four kids and my family safe. So that was my first goal. I go, how can I make my family safe? So they've got food and a shelter over their head. By signing that, uh, that agreement and coming on board, there was no, it wasn't as risky as going out on my own. So I clicked my fingers, 140. Started doing jobs after hours. I was doing about five to $700 a week. So let's just say that was about another $30,000 if you just multiplied that sure. over a year. So it was ne not even four weeks into my first job and I'm at 180 and that's with... No money, no nothing, zero. Starting again. Yeah, so to make 180 grand is literally two minutes work because that's nothing. 180 is nothing, especially when you know what you're doing. Then I go, okay, 180, what am I going to do now? I'm doing 40 hours of work, 10 hours, that's 50 hours for 180, but so how am I going to make 180, more than 180, I'm running out of time. So that's when my next struggle was is time because I have a family as well. They've got to have at least an hour of my time and, a week. And this would be something I think a lot of tradies think of, that the, the one-man bands, the ones who you know haven't built a business around them, which, which you'd had previously, that they can only earn as much as time allows them to unless they're going to look at it differently. Yeah, so time was my, then, my limitation. So how do I resource time? I can't only charge so much. There's a market rate. I can only work 10 hours outside my 40. So I looked at a few different options and... Not, I, I asked for some commission-based sales, went through that process, but it wasn't, it wasn't really panning out to what, where I wanted it to go. So I go, no, nah, I have to do it on my own again. So I got the courage up, uh, started Plaza Plumbing and Renovations and Trade Solutions. This is, a, this is the same business. And the reason I did that is because I need to leverage my time and make more money, which means I need to in, invoice the customer direct. So after seeing that we were invoicing the customer more than $200 plus per hour 
that I was spending on jobs, I knew that I had to be invoicing this, okay? But I didn't have a vehicle. So I, I had another excuse, like I got a company, started advertising, getting work. So I, was, I ended up doing about $1,000 every Saturday. So that put me at about the $190,000 if you sure. forecasted it out. And I go, this is not enough. I need more. I need like 300, 400. I need to get my house back. I need everything back as fast as possible. So not even, I'm talking days now. I'm moving so fast. I'm, I'm, I'm progressing forward each day. So then I go, all right. I talk to the, my boss and I'm like, mate, I've got to go. I've got to do my own thing. Um, found an awesome job, took on this contract, started working on my own. And um, it wasn't, it only was in the first month, um, I, the first month I left him, I turned over $52,000 um, working for myself. And my profit on that 52 was about 23, 24,000. So about 6,000, I went from, you know, 2,000 a week to 6,000 a week in my first month. First month. Um, now, that's not enough for me. Cause I'm like, I need everything back after doing that for another month. Uh, I beat that target, earn a bit more. And then I said, wait a minute, I don't want to get stuck on this chain again. I feel like when I was building a business, all I was looking at growing bigger, 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 bigger till I got a point where something would implode it. And I just put the brakes on for a second. And I just thought to myself, I don't want what I had before. I had 150 phone calls per day. I was so unhealthy. I was so stressed. I could see that I, if I did what I did, it was only going to be a year and I'd already be 300,000 profit and I'll be 600. So what I did is I visualized my path before I go there and then I realized that's not where I wanted to go. So I thought to myself, what do you want to do? Why are you here? Why, like, what is your purpose in life? And that's when I looked and said, what makes me most happy is when I make other people smile, when I make people laugh. That's what I want to be paid to do. And I thought I'll use my skills in the trade industry and I'm going to start with trades and then I'm going to make them laugh, I'm going to make them happy, I'm going to make them rich and they're going to pay me to do that. To help them do that. Yeah. But you're going to do it helping them achieve a work-life balance as well. Yeah, because I, I want to show them that it's not about the money. When I had money, I had no life. I wasn't a good dad. I wasn't there for my kids. I was hardly home. I was stressed all day long. I was, I was 95 kilos. I was so unhealthy. I'm 76 kilos now, fit as. Um, I don't want tradies to go down that path. I, I don't want them to visualize this dream of making all this money. I want to stop them in their tracks right now and go, hey, let's, let's, let's spend 10 minutes don't build this for six years and then realize this is not what you want. It could be what you want if you do it right. So I want to sit there, put the picture together, show them all the avenues they have and go, make sure this is what you want to do because when you do this, you are in something that you can't just get out of. So make sure that you're passionate, you have all the help you need so that you can go on a nice, steady incline in business and you don't sacrifice your family and you don't sacrifice your health. Because I think you've sort of set four pillars for your, your training business now, four tradies, isn't it? So that's with emphasis on health, relationships, money, 
and time. And I, I dare say there's not a lot of tradies out there who've given those four things as a whole much thought. It's just more about my business, my business, my business, more money, more money, more money. Yeah. So I, I kind of just put it together because I go, I need a strategy around how I'm going to help these guys. And for me, those four pillars are your rock, paper, scissors of life. With those four things, if you're just lacking in one of them, you can't be successful. It's, there's no way around it. If you don't have time, you can't be successful. It doesn't matter. If you don't have money, you can't be successful. That's just the way this world is. If you don't have relationships, the same thing. And if you don't have health, it's the same thing. So you can have three super strong points and it's that one point that's not strong that's going to be the failure. Sure. What's your, your one bit of advice to any tradie out there listening to this now, thinking about taking on a coach or even taking on you as a coach, what what is the biggest thing you can bring? You need to well, you need to pick someone that has the same values as you and someone that knows how to explain things on your level. And you definitely need people with you. You think you can do it on your own. Every trade is stubborn as they all think they're the best. They they're only eight years into the trade, and they honestly believe they're a tradesman. Eight years is just a beginner. You are not a trade in eight years. I've done it for 22 years and I'm halfway to where I want to be. But when I look at other people that have been doing it for eight years, they're like in kindergarten. There's a lot to learn. So I just say you need to pick a few people, have them with you and make sure you've got a strong team behind you. The same as you have your team on site, you need your team off site that are helping build your business and your personal life and your health. Fantastic, mate. Jace, look, we're, we're out of time, but what a story. Um, rags to riches, riches back to rags, and now, you know, on the way back up again, but with a totally different mindset, um, with different goals, and now wanting to get out there and, you know, help others, make them smile, like you said, make them rich, mate. I can't wait to see where this uh, this new venture of, of coaching tradies takes you and takes all your all of your clients. Um, we've talked about the possibility of uh, having a bit of a series where you can help them even online here through a podcast. I look forward to exploring that with you. But look, first off, any tradies listening to this, where can they get in touch with you, mate? What's your email address? Uh, what's your website? Where do they get in touch? So it's info at plaza, which is P-L-A-Z-A trades dot A-U. So not dot com. Dot com is way out of fashion. Like all the up-to-date people don't have the dot com anymore. Um, and if you go on there, you can see Plaza Plumbing and Renovations or Plaza Trade Solutions. Uh, the website will be live in the next couple of weeks and you'll be able to go to each avenue. If you're after a plumbing and renovation job or if you're a tradie wanting help, you can go down there and it will guide you what to do. Cool. And finally, TikTok, where do they find you? Uh, Plaza Trade Solutions TikTok is three, a couple of weeks in, it's going strong. <laughs> awesome. You can get more of this fabulous stuff there. Jace, thanks for coming in, mate, and uh, look, look forward to chatting with you again sometime. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers.